This is the Christian Fix Podcast with the Reverend Michael Thompson. Listen and be blessed. that you are all well. Amen, church? Today, I'll be preaching to you from the text, Agai 1, verses 1 to 14. But incidentally, I may preach this message in two parts. Also look at Agai 2, verses 1 to 9. And my sermon topic for this morning for you is Build for the glory of God. Build for the glory of God. Let us pray. Most righteous, Heavenly Father, Almighty God, we thank you. We thank you for who you are. We thank you that we could be here this morning. You wake us up in our right minds and we're here. Giving you thanks, giving you all the worship, lifted you and high, mighty Jesus. Thank you for the hope of doors. But Lord, as your man's servant, I pray today that you will anoint me afresh and that you will empower me through your Holy Spirit and that I will preach thus saith the Lord without fear and without favor. Take over right now, Jesus. We put everything in your hands. In Jesus' name, we ask and pray. Amen and amen. Build for the glory of God. Are built for the glory of the Lord. The main idea from this text is, or the entire book of Agai, which has chapter 1 and chapter 2, is built with the abundance, the abundance of God. So build with the abundance of God. But before I preach to you this morning, I want to take you to a journey of an historical context, my friends, this morning. In the proclamation of King Cyrus the Persian, Israel or the Jews were allowed to return from Babylon to their homeland. 
So the Jews were in Babylon for 70 years. And Cyrus made a proclamation that the Jews can return back to their homeland, my friends. Under the evil leadership of Zerubbabel and the spiritual guidance, the high priest of Jeshua. About 50,000 Jews returned back to Israel, to their homeland. They began to rebuild the temple, but opposition, opposition came from their neighbors, and that indifferences between the Jews caused the world to be abandoned, my friends. 16 years later, Agai and Zechariah the prophets were commissioned by the Lord to stir up the people to rebuild the temple. But also, so these 16 years when the prophets were commissioned to preach to the people of Israel. One was to what? To what? Stir up the people to rebuild the temple. Two, to reorder their spiritual priorities. As a result, the temple was completed four years later. The temple was lying in ruins since its destruction by Nebuchadnezzar in 586 BC. So here, my friends, this is the context that I will preach to you this morning from, that the Jews have returned and they wanted to rebuild, but there was a remnant still in the land of Israel and Judah that will stir up trouble and cause this rebuilding process, the second temple, to be abandoned for a couple of years well, my friends. So today, I have outlined from chapter one for you this morning, my friends. And the first outline I have for you is a call to rebuild the temple. The Lord gave a message to the prophet Agai, to Zerubbabel, the governor of Judah, and Jeshua, the high priest. The Lord says, the people, listen to this, the people are saying, the time has not yet come to rebuild the Lord's house. So what was that meaning here, my friends? The remnant that remains in the ruins because during the reign of King Nebuchadnezzar, Judah was attacked and Jerusalem was left in ruins 
The walls were firebomb mashed down. The gates were mashed down. And the temple was in ruin, my friends. But those who remained as the remnant saw it fit to be comfortable living without the existence of God's temper, my friends, here. So the prophet Agai will ask, said the Lord will ask, why are you living in luxury houses while my house lies in ruin? So my friends, to you this morning, the remnant that remains in Judah at that time, they were living in luxury houses. Luxury houses. While the house of God lies in ruin, my, son, my friends, it was in ruins. All mashed down, my friends. The Lord said to them, look at what's happening to you. Because the Lord, the Lord is to remind them and said, look what is happening to you, my people. Those who refuse to build back the temple of God, those who we, he described, the Lord described as what? Living in luxury houses while his house is in ruins. The temple, one, he said, the Lord said, you have planted much, but what? Gain what? Little harvest. You have planted much, but what? Harvest, little. And I want you to listen to this this morning, my friend. Because when you refuse to support the building up of the Lord's house, you can get yourself into trouble. And I want to read it again. One, you have planted much, but one, harvest little. So we are also in a farming community here in Bella's Gate. And you might plant much, but when reaping time comes, harvest time comes, you harvest little, because what? The worms might attack your plants, your crops. Now you plant so much, but you want, you gain little out of the crop because you pay, you pay no attention to what the Lord, the Lord wants you to do. My friends, two, and this is scripture, this is coming from the text, two, the Lord said, you eat, but you are not satisfied. So no matter how much you eat, you cannot be satisfied, my friends. Three, the prophet of God said that the Lord said what? You drink, but are still thirsty. Let me say it again. You drink, but you're still thirsty, my friends. You put on clothes but cannot keep warm. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, here. He said, here, your wages disappear as though you were putting them in pockets filled with holes. So no matter how much money you earn, you could earn a million dollars. When you put it in your pocket, it seems like it's, there is a hole in your pocket. It falls out, it disappears. So every time you earn, something happens that you spend more than what you earn. So the Lord quick to say these things to them. Those, the remnant, who remains and say it's not time, it's not yet to rebuild the house of the Lord, the temple of the Lord. Then the Lord will command them to say, go up into the hills, bring down timber and rebuild my house. Then I will take pleasure in it and be honored, says the Lord. So I'm saying to you this morning, the Lord is saying, get ready to begin work. You hope for the prophet, the prophet Agai continues. You hope for rich harvest, but they were poor. And when you brought your harvest home, I blew it away. And the question of why was asked. Because my house lies in ruins while all of you are busy building your own fine houses. So here the Lord was proclaiming all of this to his people, the remnant that refused and said, it's not time. They were comfortable living in the ruins. But instead of to help to take care of the Lord's house, they built up things and they were living in luxury. But the blessing was little. Because they do nothing for the Lord and they get not enough blessings. As Paul said, you sow sparingly, you will reap sparingly. If you sow bountifully, you will reap bountifully, my friends. And from chapter 1 again, the second outline is obedience to God's call. So Zerubbabel, Joshua, the high priest, Zerubbabel, the governor, and the whole remnant of God's people began to obey the message from the Lord. The people feared the Lord. The message from the Lord was, I am with you. So what the Lord is saying to us here today, we need not to fear in building up back the Lord's thing, the Lord's house. Even if we have to make a sacrifice, we need not to fear, we must put 
the things of God and God first before we deal with our things, my friends. So the Lord's paths are the Lord's path. The enthusiasm of Zerubbabel, the governor, Jeshua, the high priest, and the remnant of the people of God. So God got some enthusiasm in them, especially the ones who returned to join the ones who were there to get some enthusiasm that the Lord's temple must be rebuilt. This was post-exilic period. It was a post-exilic period. This was after the exile. After they were captured and brought to Babylon, 70 years after. The remnant at home was living, as I said, without the temple. It was normality for them. But the returning Jews missed the temple. They wanted to worship. And if you remember, Psalms 37, it said what? By the rivers of Babylon. When we sat down, when we wept, when we remember Zion, oh, they missed the worship in Zion. They were in a strange place and they longed to come back and worship. So they were keen to rebuild as God has called them to do. And I want you to listen to this this morning here. God decrees or has chosen a place to have his presence, and that is the temple. So before the foundation of this world, God has decreed that he will have a place on earth, which is called temple, which is called church, whatever you want to call it, tabernacle, that his presence will be there, that his people can come and worship him. You know, there's a theology, what we call ten theology, which God gave Moses the measurement to build the tabernacle, and then he will come on earth and dwell with his people and hurt live with his people and heard, and his people will worship him from that temple or that tabernacle or that church that we're in this morning. I want to say to you, my friends, God deserves worship. A worship place. Worship conditions, my friends. The honoring of God God deserve it. So you can't see the place of worship or the place of God in ruins and turn a blind eye. You can't walk away. You cannot refuse to rebuild, my friends. God demands self-denial from us, not self-interest. Some of us is serving ourselves, not God. 
So the remnant was all about that was that remains at Judah was about what? Self-interest? Not about self-denial or the interests of God, my friends. I hate to say to you this morning, we must complete what God deserves. Anything God deserves, we must complete it. So just like this, this remnant intruder, they should be in the process of completing or rebuilding the temple. But they refuse for a period of time. We neglect God with our preoccupied desires. Talk to me, friend. Most of us neglect God with our what? Preoccupied desires. Our desires that have occupied us over the years, over the months, over the days. Those are the things that comes first and is most important to us, my friends. Not to restore the things of God. God needs what the best and the most excellent workmen to help to build up the things that he wants, what he deserves, or better word, what he needs. Because God is not a God of wants, he's a God of need. The temple was destroyed by the Babylonian, and there was a remnant living at hope. But yet they never found it fit to rebuild the temple of God. I want to say to you this morning, my friends, outsiders are a provision from God, but insiders must play their part. And what am I saying to you this morning, my friends? Many times the locals, the church people, sit in the church and want outsiders to come and do the work for God. God will make that provision. Sometimes the people who do the work is not even Christian. But we sit in our churches and it is dilapidated. It is in ruins. And we do nothing about it. We get comfortable. Amidst being comfortable, we go outside and we criticize and we cuss. We cuss the pastor. And we join up with those outsiders who will curse the church. And you curse the church. But what are you doing? Is it about your self-interest? Or will you deny yourself, make a sacrifice to rebuild the house of God? That is what a guy was saying to this remnant that remained, that wanted to stop the work of rebuilding the second temple. The temple that Solomon built was destroyed. It was in ruins. 
mash down firebomb. The temple was the, what? the center of gravity or the center of, of, of the Jews' whole being. In those days, it was all about the temple for them. But you have some who left back, who become lethargic, who was full of apathy, who didn't want to work. My friends never saw it fit to rebuild the temple. So as I said, outsiders are a provision from God, but insiders must play their part. To release our obligations, we have obligation to God. That we must worship him, serve him, and take care of the king, the things of God. My friends, it's about self-giving over self-serving. Let me say it again. It's about giving up yourself in labor, in money, in love, in prayer. To the things of God over self-serving. It's not about you. It's not about yourself. It's about the kingdom of God. And since we're in the season of Advent, today is the beginning of Advent. Look here, my friend. God gave it all. He gave his son. Yeah. We never deserve his son coming to die for our sins. Because our sins were self-inflicted. And all it takes for you, my friends, hello, my church friends, is to put aside self-interest and look about the interests of God, self-giving, than self-serving, my friends. So God gave it all, his son to us, the coming king, the coming son to us, my friends. And yet, my friends, we refuse. Let me just, today, just look at chapter two, quickly an outline from chapter two, my friends. One to nine. With building operation, operation was full in swing. The Lord gave a strong message of encouragement, especially to the elderly among them. Who had been seen or have seen the temple of Solomon. So God don't. God encouraged the elders. Because sometimes young people don't know how important a temple of a church might be. They weren't there when it was erected. So sometimes they have no interest. So God did this methodically 
He encouraged the hearts of those elderly men who saw the temple of Solomon being built. And the temple of Solomon was what? Magnificent instruction, my friends. The Lord urged the people to what? Become what? Courageous, assuring them of what? His presence. That he will be present in this temple and his faithfulness to his covenant promises, my friends, and promises a greater, more glorious temple in the future, in verse 6. So the Lord encouraged now the people. So I'm saying to you, my friends here today, in the rebuilding process, you are not left alone. The Lord will provide everything from material encouragement, the laborers, everything the Lord will provide, my friends. His presence will be in the temple. He will be faithful to you, my friend, regardless of his promises. And he said to these people, the temple will be more glorious in the future than even the one that Solomon built. Israel was what? Celebrating a feast of God where God's provision for Israel during her 40 years of wilderness, wandering and giving thanks for a bounty harvest and this occasion, the Lord gave Agai this message. So, the Lord said to Agai, tell these people, build this temple for me. I will be there, I will be faithful to them, to the end, whatever covenant promises I made to them. And it promises is that this temple will be greater than the temple of Solomon, my friends. And they were celebrating what God has done for them over the years. So I'm saying to you today, Ebenezer, you rebuild, you will rebuild better. And God will make this place a better place than it was before. You might remember the glorious days of Ebenezer. But I promise you today, as from the word of the Lord, you rebuild. And God will give you something even more glorious and even more better, my friends. So today, I want to close with that. Because as I said, this will be a two-part message. So I urge the people of God today to consider the rebuilding process of God, both physically and this physical part of it could take on infrastructure and humanity. And spiritual, that will take the place of church healthiness that you become 
a people of righteousness. So today, my friends, I urge you, don't put self-interest before you build or rebuild what God wants you to do. It's about God's interest. It's about self-giving, sacrifice, not self-serving, my friends. So build with the abundance of God. Within God, there is abundance. Nothing there is limited. So you fear not, my friend. You put it to the Lord and get to work. The Lord said to the people, the people of Israel, go up in the hills, go up in the mountains, get timber, get whatever that needs to build, to rebuild. And they did. So rebuilding will glorify the Lord as you rebuild. So this morning, I hope and pray, Ebenezer, that as we look at project restoration, that you will be all encouraged and ready to rebuild. I thank you for listening to the word of the Lord today. Amen and amen. Just listen to the Christian Fix podcast with the Reverend Michael Thompson. Join us next week for another episode.